Hey guys, welcome back to the Tribe of Nerds. Uh, JJ and I are back to talk more Hawkeye, episode four. So we are already uh, with only two episodes left to go in the next couple weeks. But uh, JJ, what were your impressions of the fourth episode? Um, I was not at all surprised that Yelena got revealed at the very end of the episode. I really did figure that she's going to be teased in, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that we got confirmation of uh, Jack being bad, um, at least in some way. Uh, um, what else? We'll talk about anything yeah. else, but yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't really think of any other major takeaways from the episode, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about those major things for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked this episode. Again, I don't... I feel like there hasn't been, like, super egregious writing at all. I mean, I just compared to the past couple series, there's always been an episode that's been kind of not as good as the others, or, like, they have a bit of a misstep in some of the episodes. And, I don't know, it just hasn't felt that way to me, at least for this series. Nothing, like, super blatant. Yeah, on, on that note, I, like... All of the episodes feel on par with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it all feels like it's just the continuation of one story. I don't feel any breaks or changes, which is good, because that's, I mean, it is a single story. Right. Um, it, I mean, it's about a week's worth of, uh, of content, if, like, you're talking about the timeline of the show, so... Right, and that's easier to follow than what we've seen from, like, Loki or WandaVision, where, like, the timeline is really not that easy to follow. (laughs) Right. So, um, so, yeah, um, let's get into just, like, the major plot points and whatnot of this episode. So, we continue from the end of last episode with Kate and Clint, uh, with Eleanor and Jack. Now, Jack realizes that he's threatening Hawkeye. Um, and, uh, really this whole conversation with them, and then after Clint gets, uh, after Eleanor get, uh, get, lets Clint out, uh, then, like, you know, that the whole conversation is really, really interesting, and I have some takes on that, especially with, uh, the call that Eleanor makes as well, so I honestly think that she... I think that her and Jack are working together. I don't think Jack's completely innocent at all. I think Jack is part of it, but I think Eleanor's now been part of it as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, based on research uh, that Hawkeye was doing, he, like, confirms that Jack was part of something. Um, yeah. But uh, I did like really like the interaction between Eleanor and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to see the way that Clint interacts with like uh just everyday people as opposed to being talked to like that wouldn't fly and Mm -hmm. he'd just be arrogant and full of himself but like clint goes into someone else's home he's super respectful and everything um so it's just nice to see that dynamic uh oh never mind i'll wait on that oh um yeah, I also thought it was funny how um, then when he leaves and it's Kate, Jack, and Eleanor, and uh, Jack is like, to add to his suspicion, dude is literally getting all these like idioms wrong and like, and just like, I don't know, it's it's just really really funny to me because they're really not hiding it at all. <laughs> yeah, 
I did think it was a nice moment though with uh, Jack and Eleanor dancing, like mm-hmm. to see uh, Kate start to accept him just a little bit. Um, but like, I also kind of don't need that storyline because you set him up to be the bad guy. You've now told me he is a bad guy, and it's like I don't need any sympathy for him. Just move forward with that. But that's all right. That's true. I mean, I feel like Marvel wants us to sympathize with their villains, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it does not. Yeah, I don't need to sympathize with every villain. Like, right. some bad, some villains can just be villains. Like, that's all they are, and that's totally fine. Uh, one good example of that is the tracksuit mafia. They're the mafia. I don't need to sympathize with them, because, like, that's their whole thing, you know? Right. But they don't make us sympathize with them, which is good, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, and then we have the really good scene of Kate, uh, bringing the Christmas stuff to Hawkeye because he can't go home still. Um, and, uh, with the ugly Christmas sweaters in the movies. And, um, I thought that was really nice. Um, and some, uh, the coin flip or the ornament flip trick was really cool. And we also got some really good Black Widow callbacks including the um, the music from Infinity War and Endgame on Vormir that plays in the background. So, Yeah, a lot of this episode um, is, like, just this series in general is going into the toll that being an Avenger takes on the person. Mm-hmm. And using Hawkeye as that character, I think, is uh, really cool because he's so much more human than the others like just in the way that like we can relate to him more he's a family man um he doesn't have superpowers Mm -hmm. or anything like that uh the christmas was really nice um it is nice to see him soften up just a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. yeah i um yeah i really liked the scene and um and then you know you have hawkeye telling kate that he was ronin and i like that you know, she still has sympathy for him. Like, she doesn't do sometimes what characters do in movies and stuff where they get really angry at that person and then just, like, walk out. So I, I like that that wasn't the case here. Yeah, and uh, it, it was just a nice way to kind of... I, I, I don't think it's foreshadowing necessarily, but, like, just to show Kate, like, what it can do to you even more so. Because not a lot of what Hawkeye's warned her about has really stuck because mm-hmm. she's so brash and, like, uh, willing to do whatever it is that she wants to do. But I feel like maybe that is something that'll stick with her more than other things because mm-hmm. um, she's th- that just seems more real. Right, yeah, and I mean, I again, this these Black Widow callbacks leading to Yelena showing up just really, really fit. I'm like, that's how good the writing has been. That it wasn't a shock that Yelena showed up in this episode. That it definitely seemed like it was building to that. Right. Ugh, I'm so I I texted Jake this, but I'm so irritated at myself for not realizing in that final fight that it was Yelena sooner. Like the electricity. Uh, shots and they're red even it's like duh that's a black widow right Um, but no it took me until her mask came off 
I like I didn't need to see her face. I saw the hair. I was like, yup, that's Yelena. But I should have figured it out sooner. It was super obvious. Yeah, I mean, I just predicted it just because the night vision goggles from the comics. But like, I predicted she would. That could be her. But like, you know, it, once I saw the electricity, that was like, yep, it's definitely her. Ooh. Yeah, and it's uh good that um. Elena and Echo aren't necessarily working together either. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, in fact, it seemed like they were actively against one another mm-hmm. when they were getting in each other's way. Uh, so, I, I could very much see someone being recruited over to Hawkeye and Kate's side against the other. I don't know which way that would go. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is that, well. I guess I would assume that Yelena would probably be more likely to join Hawkeye than uh, Echo would. But mm-hmm. I don't know because uh, because of like Hawkeye didn't really kill Black Widow, right? Right. Uh, but he did kill Echo's father. Right. He. Yeah. That's a little more personal for sure. And I mean, I I think the truth is gonna come out. I'm just curious what. Um, Val, what Julie Louis Dreyfus's role in this is like, she lied to Elena and told her that Hawkeye killed her sister, and then it's kind of like, well, because it doesn't seem like Elena is working with the tracksuits or with Maya at all from this episode, like, is how is that working? Like, how is this Val character who seems to be like this female mastermind is she working on her own accord or like is she working with anybody? I don't know. Yeah, and I'm sure that that's going to come to light uh, at some point, but we might have to wait a good long while for that. Yeah, they um, haven't even they haven't even teased like Thunderbolts or anything like that, or they didn't they haven't confirmed that Thunderbolts is a thing that they're actually going to be doing. So, I I also wonder what's going to happen when Echo finds out that Clint is Roman. Oh yeah. At this point, she doesn't actually know that. She knows he's connected in some way. But I don't think she knows that he's actually Ronan. But her and like his family's name, everything—that's kind of scary because he—he's uh, been so secretive about that. How did she even find that out? What kind of resources does she have? Yeah, I'm. So at first, like I was a little trying to figure out this whole watch situation, and then after listening to other podcasts and like other YouTube channels kind of talk about it, I kind of understand it a little better now. But I thought. I almost thought the list, for some reason, I thought Yelena snuck into Maya's apartment and put, like, she's been the one who's been hunting down Clint's family, but I guess it it makes more sense that it is Maya, but I, I don't know. It's just really, really interesting, because I was like, Yelena showed up here for, knew they were here for a reason, I guess, so. Yeah, and we don't know what the watch is yet, either, mm-hmm. um, which, that's a whole other mystery element. Um, but yeah, I, I find it interesting that like, this is the point where Yelena shows up unless she somehow was tracking them or had like put a tracker on one of them. I could easily see her have, having done that to Kate, not to Clint. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I think it's a nice moment when, uh, well, maybe not a nice moment, but, uh, it makes sense for the characters when Clint is really trying to push Kate off of this now after the, the just got very, very real, very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's pretty cool. Also, he says a Black Widow, which like makes me wonder, um, just like what extent are they? Do they exist in the world? Of course, Clint knows about them because of Natasha. Of right. Course. But like, also, how? Like, what's their reputation in the world? I want to know more about them. We we got that in the Black Widow movie, but I just want to see it in the context of other characters, other movies. Maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. could have mentioned it at some point. Well, I believe in Shang-Chi at the fighting tournament, underground fighting tournament, there was a Black Widow who showed up in one of the fighting rings inside, I believe. Oh, was there? Yeah, I... But okay. Yeah, I believe she was fighting an extremist soldier from Iron Man 3, which was interesting that they put something from there again, but they were, I mean, they had Abomination and Shang-Chi as well, so they were bringing back a lot of early stuff to go with that, too. Yeah, a lot of callbacks brought into Shang-Chi, which is cool. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up. Um... There's a couple other things from this episode as well. Um, there's also the scene where Clint goes and warns Kazi not like to have Maya back off. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Because um, it's like, you know, he's basically like you, d- like, you guys don't know what you're getting yourselves into, um, almost. But then, like, I don't know. Th- there's just some interesting stuff, because obviously we still have some rumors that are probably going to be confirmed so yeah i definitely think kazi was a good move Mm -hmm. um i don't know how much clint actually knows but like he it it seems like he knows a lot about kazi and uh and echo i can't remember her name Maya, maya yeah um but i do think that these two are poised to at some point get into a power struggle um and I, I think Clint is going to have a lot of influence on that after this episode, the things that he said to Kazi. Um, it's nice to see him take a more diplomatic approach. I know he's kind of done with the fighting. He just doesn't want to be here at all. He just he just wants to go home. Right. Right. Um, and, some, and something interesting I've seen online. Uh, well, we also have the Return of the Larbers this episode. Um, yes, and I love that we're going to get a Hawkeye costume, a yeah. proper Hawkeye costume. Um, I have been really happy in the past with the way that Marvel's been bringing the costumes to the screen mm-hmm. because, uh, like, uh, Scarlet Witch is a great example of a comic book costume that just isn't going to look right, um, but they gave something that felt pretty, uh, pretty authentic or, like, at least, like, to what the comic book costume was in a way that still felt natural for the big screen right yeah i yeah there's some really i feel like especially phase four but i guess now that we've gone into phase four i feel like the costumes from everything this year have been really really good so um i know you haven't caught up too much but like or through everything but from this year but yeah like i i I can't think of a bad costume from any of the shows or any of the movies this year so yeah i can't either but um yeah and then so larpers retrieve clint's trick arrows and you have uh apparently the uh the cop her name on her bag being bombshell apparently that is uh that the name of that character like that is her character in the comics is called bombshell okay I heard that on a podcast today, so I was like, okay, that's actually pretty interesting. Another little 
wink at a comic name. So yeah, it, it's we don't we can't explore all of the the characters that come up in the comic books. There's just not the time to right. in the shows. Um, not unless you're going to do like an animated series, uh, like with the old Spider-Man or the older Batman series or something. Mm-hmm. But like, it's nice to still like reference those characters and show that they do exist in this universe. So you can kind of guess at things that will happen. Yeah. Um, and then really the, so the other thing that I saw online was that, uh, Hawkeye's wife, Laura, she speaks Russian in here and Clint is talking about this watch that we saw in the first episode that they have to go to get, which I was a little unclear on at first, but like basically he's like, it belongs to someone special that doesn't want their secret revealed. And I heard people saying, well, could this be alluding to the fact that Hawkeye's wife, Laura is secretly an agent as well and in the comics i believe uh i believe she and her in the comics was a character called mockingbird if i'm not mistaken okay and i don't know if they're alluding to that or whatever um so i i don't know i, I i've seen that online though i think it'd be i guess cool to go that route um it is interesting to go back and think about like especially in age of ultron when we first meet clint's family and like uh laura is the one who contacts nick fury presumably to come there so it is interesting because it's like well so she must have some sort of connection so there yeah because it doesn't really make all that much sense for her to have a direct line to fury um even if she would be able to contact someone in shield given the fact that she's basically in witness protection mm-hmm. but also, yeah, interesting. also, S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point by Age of Ultron was basically destroyed. Um, right, true. So, and Fury was, like, trying to pretend that he was dead. So, um, that's interesting to think about. So, I, I think that's everything we already discussed, Elena. Oh, and Clint and Kate have a falling apart right after that because Clint wants to protect her. Um, obviously, we're, we know that they're going to get back together because that's just how this stuff works. But... Um, but I, I, I thought that interaction was good, and yeah, like Clinton said, it got really, really real at that point, so. Yeah, I mean, they're, of course, going to get back together, but yeah. We'll see how. Um, uh, all right, uh, let's go to episode five predictions. Obviously, uh, we'll get more into it, uh, more stuff in, in, our, in our news section, but it's going to be a big week next week. Um, so our episode five predictions, and I, I think what we're we're going to figure out how we're going to do our podcast next week, or if we're going to wait till Hawkeye finishes to do the last two episodes, because we have, uh, of course, no way home coming out next week as well. So we'll kind of figure that out. Um, but, uh, predictions for episode five, JJ. Um, costumes. Hawkeye's going to get the bag back <laughs> to, uh, to the cop. Um, we are going to see a lot more of Yelena and Hawkeye and, or Clint and Yelena are going to actually have some sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kazi and, um, Maya are going to talk. Kazi's going to try to talk Maya out of going after him. Um, I don't think we're going to get Kingpin. In fact, I don't think we're going to get Kingpin at all in Hawkeye. I think that maybe vincent uh d'onofrio 
we'll get a um, a guest appearance, like maybe a cameo at the very end of episode six. Ooh, I I could see a post credit appearance. Yeah, I I I feel like there's just a lot. I, I agree. There might be just a lot for them to just like throw Kingpin in all this mix, uh, like directly at the moment. Um, but I, I mean, if the rumors are true, again, it's going to be a big week to bring back uh, characters from the Netflix shows because if the rumors are true, we could be getting uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin and Charlie Cox as Daredevil back in the same week. That would be cool. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens uh, if these two characters make their MCU debuts. I mean, I, yeah, I think I'll agree. I think we're going to get more stuff with Elena, obviously, and I pretty much agree with everything else you said. I don't, I don't know if Kingpin's going to show up. People are, room, uh, it's rumored people are saying that he's going to show up next week, but I'd be fine if they just put it at the end of the show in a post credit scene, but we'll have to see. Uh, if they can pull this off um, or not. All right. Um, news. Oh, one other prediction-related thing. Um, depending on what day Spider-Man No Way Home is set on, or what days, rather, uh, I wonder if Hawkeye Episode 6 will at all reference the events of the movie. Ooh. Um, I think it's more likely that it'll be set after Hawkeye because they won't want to spoil anything. Right. Um, but I, th- I think, I don't know if the other shows were like mid series when uh, other movies came out. I, I mean, technically I believe Loki had its, had uh, one episode left after Black Widow, but Bla- that didn't matter for Black Widow, obviously. Um, Sure. And what if didn't really matter for Shang Chi, but I believe it was midway through when Shang Chi happened or or premiered. So, um, but Hawkeye and Spider Man are both set in New York. So right, right, right. I think um I know that No Way Home. They've confirmed that it's the very start of No Way Home is set right after Far From Home when Peter gets outed. Um, oh, so it's going to be before Hawkeye then. I mean, at least the beginning, probably, but they they could do a bit of a jump because they could have Peter dealing with the effects of his identity being outed for a bit. True. Before he goes to Strange. Timelines get kind of messy sometimes, too. Yeah, I mean... Just look at X-Men. <laughs> oh, God, the Fox X-Men were so messy. Like, they... I don't even know if there was really that much continuity left at the, at the end of their... Uh, the Fox X-Men movies. Yeah. Like, they, and they pretty much retconned everything that happened, didn't they? Yeah, they did a lot of retconning. I so. Mean, we got two Phoenix storylines, so. It, it's why I never really got it. And, like, I've, I've, I liked some of the X-Men movies, but they were never, like, on par, because I just, I don't think the direction was as good. But and that's Fair why enough. they pretty much failed at at the end of it. Um, at, like at least there were a couple that were good. I mean, like I liked First Class. I liked the first two X Men. Um, I liked X Men Origins Wolverine to this oh. day is one of my favorites. I know a lot of people crap on it, and I don't care. I just like it. It's so. more the ending with Deadpool getting destroyed. 
<laughs> that's really the problem. I like it as well because I like Leave Schreiber as Sabretooth. Um, like I thought that was a really good pairing with Hugh Jackman and Leave Schreiber, but I yep. yeah, Deadpool was awful. Yeah, that's really why people complain all the time because it was not good. Um, I and Logan was good as well, obviously. Uh, but that's that's all I can and. I mean, other words were just all right. And, I mean, Apocalypse and Days of Future Past had two good Quicksilver scenes. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, that's enough talking about Fox X-Men. Um, other news, uh, No Way Home next week, obviously, as we've already mentioned. So, JJ, Gabe, and I are going to be watching it on, uh, well, technically not premiere night, because Thursday's technically premiere night. But we'll be watching it the day it's supposed to come out. So... Uh, we won't spoil anything, uh, until we do our actual No Way Home recap podcast uh, and review. Um, and then, uh, other news, the Sonic 2 trailer dropped last night, uh, confirming, obviously, the return of Jim Carrey as Eggman, and we're getting Knuckles, Idris Elba, uh, voicing Knuckles, so that's pretty exciting, uh, and obviously Sonic and Tails teaming up, uh, so I it it looked good, um, like the trailer looked good, and I'm kind of excited just because I don't know it's just going to be another fun little movie to watch. Yep, I'm excited for it. the The first Sonic was uh, it, it did not at all disappoint. Mm-hmm. So I am ready for Sonic too. Yeah, it it really I I think Idris Elba is a good voice for Knuckles. Like I thought he sounded great, and I think it's a it's a cool take on the character and. I think it makes sense with the Sonic canon, I believe, in the video games, so that originally Knuckles was with Eggman before he figured out Eggman was, like, using him. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I, I yeah. have no recollection of it. I just, I just read some stuff on how that used to be, and then Knuckles joined Sonic and Tails, and the rest is history, from what I understand. Um... Alright, um, and then Survivor 41 finale is next week, so that's going to be interesting. I'm not sure who's going to win. I feel like this season's edit has been uh, interesting to say. Like, I, It's been good. I just feel like I don't think there's like this obvious winner, which is probably a good thing, because like, the most who I thought would be kind of an obvious winner got eliminated at like the final eight in this big blind side, and then I feel like the other person who's kind of obvious is probably going to fall just short. So, I don't know. It's uh, interesting. We haven't talked about... We've only talked about Australian Survivor a little bit. Um, the first season, at least. Um, I did... I also did get through um, almost all the Australian Survivor seasons, because I've watched the first four. I watched a little bit of five, but then I was kind of like, eh. And then I, I actually just went... To, uh, skipped ahead to... Uh, season six for now, which is their brains versus brawn, which I actually like the theme. So sorry for the tangent. I just wanted to say that. Um. All right. Any other news, JJ? I got nothing this week. All right. Yeah. I mean, again, our big week is coming up next week, so that's super exciting. And then after we get through it, we'll have a break from Marvel, and JJ and I will tease some of the stuff that we're going to do. Uh starting next year so which 
will be pretty exciting because uh, there's stuff I've been wanting to cover that I we've never gotten to cover yet, and uh, some of it uh, might be no surprise to people because there's definitely some shows that I've been pretty passionate about for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, well, we will catch you guys maybe next week, maybe uh, maybe we'll take a bye week next week instead, but we'll see you guys when we see you guys for Hawkeye and Spider-Man uh, coming up next on Tribe of Nerds. <laughs>